The views and opinions expressed on the Jersey Boys podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. It's important to remember they do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. In conclusion, the Jersey Boys podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. you are in the u.s or the world this is blue line grit and this is episode two of the jersey boy podcast uh we're going to talk about complaints grievances uh trying to get 10-8's heart rate above 190 uh, <laughs> with frank so unfortunately red gun's not here today but he is missed boys yep so this is uh this is 10-8 what's going on everybody what's up always a pleasure to be here get your heart rate going and make you stress out a little bit yeah, my doctor said that I need new uh, heart rate medications. So I appreciate you guys for that. That's what friends are for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, like Blue said, Red is on vacation this week. You know, it's it's crazy. We did like the last episode over a month ago, and then I went on vacation, and now Red's away. But by the next time, I think we can get the whole band back together, and, and we'll be I'll good. be on vacation with Frank. Oh, okay. That's fine. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, the boys will be back in town. <laughs> no, that's perfectly fine. Um, so, yeah, like you said, we're going to be doing complaints and grievances today, taking a, a bit from uh, George Carlin, which, you know, given cancel culture, we were talking about this a lot. Like, George Carlin would not I, – I don't know. Do you think George Carlin and, like, the comedians of that era would get canceled now? Yes, absolutely. 100%. So here, here's where – here's my little flip on that. Like – him, Richard Pryor, like that era of comedian was all about bucking the rules. Like George Carlin got arrested for cursing. I almost feel like they would try to get canceled or they would try to cancel them, but they would buck back. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like in today's climate, even with him, you know, getting arrested for cursing, you know, today that would be, he, he would be destroyed. There's just no shot. There's just no shot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think, Frank? I mean, look at all the topics of Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, George Carlin, Sam Kinison, like the greats. Like mm-hmm. the stuff that they would talk about, it would, yeah, definitely tiptoe the line. But I feel like back then people weren't just such sensitive pussies. And yeah. there's our first <laughs> swear word for the day. So, hey, put a dollar do in the jar. Yeah. I actually, it's funny you say that because I saw a meme yesterday, uh, not on my this account on it on my private one and uh not not that it's private it's my personal account i guess um and it was just like when we were kids sticks and stones uh may break your bones but words will never hurt you and then it was like adults in 2021 
words are legitimately violence. I'm like, oh my God, I hate this. (laughs) I hate this. I was talking to someone about this uh, a few weeks ago because I was trying to figure out, I was literally driving at work thinking, how, how, how did we get here? How did we get to, to where we are now? Why is cancel culture a thing? And I was like, how did we get so sensitive? And I'm thinking about it. And like, if you go back. TikTok. I think it goes beyond that. I think, in all honesty, I think the fact that we no longer have mandatory uh, military service is what is causing people to grow up sensitive because you've got people who were raised by parents who had mandatory military service by the draft, by like Vietnam and and that era and beyond, you know, they were like, Oh, well, I don't want that for my son. So now they're, they're raising all these snowflakes. Whereas if you had a mandatory military service, like so many other first world nations, like Israel, you know, is one of them. Um, there's just so many that, Hey, when you turn 18, you have to do public service, either military work for the government in some way, public works. I I don't know. I feel like if you're even not in that environment, then, you know, you're going to grow up with softer skin and and lead to what we're dealing with today. I I can see where you're going with that. And, you know, it might not just be military service because, you know, it's not for everybody. It's Mm -hmm. people don't even understand you know, I, I mean, I personally don't even, but no. it's extremely hard to get into the military first off. Like mm-hmm. there are so many rules and regs and things with health and like your body and all these things just to even get in. So it's hard enough as it is. Um, but it's just, I, I think it goes like if we go based on, cause we're roughly all the same age, you mm-hmm. know, this whole concept of everybody's a winner. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't really agree with it because it doesn't teach you or your kids to work harder and earn that first place. You know, if you give everybody a participation trophy, what do you really learn? You learn that, you know, you could have put out and the person next to you did nothing, but they're still the winner. You know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's no incentive to work harder, you know, study harder, like, you know, do all these things. It's, it's, you know, everybody becomes this one like blank canvas because we can't be different. You know, we don't allow for today's day and age, in my opinion, um, for you to be different, you know, if being different or like, you know, I don't know, it's, it's weird to word it, but like, you know, you can't, you can't be different from somebody else. Everybody has to be the same. You know, there can't be a difference like this person's better than this. I think it's, you know, like what you said, participation trophies. If anyone doesn't get their way, they automatically whine and bitch and cry until they get their way. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's no one, no one cares. Work harder. No one cares that you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. Suck it up, all right? Right. Yeah, the inability to do something should be the greatest motivator. And people are just taking that as like, all right, well, I guess I can't do that. You know, I I guess I can't shoot. I guess I can't lift. You know, I'm not fast enough. So I'm just not going to. And then you've, you've got more issues. Whereas if you just keep working harder, and, and we don't even have to talk about, you know, the gym or, or things like that anything you know if you get if you get bad grades I was, I was just about to say that i was literally about to bring up school man um i think i made a meme a while ago about accountability i think that's another aspect to it is you know nobody's nobody's accountable or held accountable for actions no matter what career you're in whatever age you are you know it's kind of like with teachers you know if a kid gets bad grades well what did the teacher do it's like no what did what did you do <laughs> right. as a student like did you not study did you not do the homework are you not paying attention why, why is it the teacher's fault that's responsible for, you know, 30 plus kids, you know, in some classrooms, at least in the Northeast, like you have 30 plus kids in the class, 
You yeah. have one teacher, you know, and I don't, I don't know if you guys have teachers that are friends, but you know, why are they getting blamed for a kid's bad grades when it's, you know, why aren't the parents watching out? Why aren't they, why aren't the kids asking questions? Like it's, it's just everybody else's fault and you can't, it, you can't be held accountable for it. You know, I hate it. I hate the culture. Yeah, so do I. And, you know, then we kind of go further than that. Then we get, you know, there's no accountability in school, which, I mean, we could do a whole podcast about how the school system is just so different than when all of us went to school. Like, I remember, I think when I was in like elementary school to middle and high, it was like maybe 20 something kids in a class and the teachers taught. Like, it it wasn't just like regurgitated information to a test. Like, I, I had several instructors that taught hard lessons and if I wasn't good at it or if I didn't practice or study, I got in trouble. I mean, I got in trouble with my parents if I let my grade slip or, you know, I didn't go yeah. for extra help on topics I was bad at. I remember getting detention in elementary school for not doing my homework. Like that would never happen today. They'd be like, what homework? Nah, man, you don't have to do that. That's fine. No, they'd send you some, to some fake, some person who has some made up job you know, some teacher coach or something stupid like that, mm-hmm. where you just go there and you just say, I'm, you know, I, I can't do this. And then they're like, you, you can do this. And they send you back to the class. Like what, like, what is this, this whole school system? I just don't get. I right. Just don't or, get. or they'll be like, oh, you have a learning disability. Nah, bitch, you lazy. Well, some people do. I mean, I'll, yes. I, I won't be yes, lying that, to you. Like, that's true. You know, I, I do have one myself. Um, but like, I didn't, use it as a crutch right and you know and I, that was I, what i was getting at yeah yeah you know, everyone I, used I, it as a crutch yeah. yeah i used it as an opportunity to learn and i had to learn my way of learning you know like everybody learns differently but i figured out what i couldn't do and i had to work at it you know mm-hmm. i i wasn't blaming you know add on like i couldn't blame it all on that you know i had to figure out a way to do it yeah absolutely and it goes back to you know just working towards it is something you wanted is something you got and then you know this lack of accountability it starts young it starts younger than school age but then eventually we have to deal with this lack of accountability on the streets which leads to up crime rates and so on and so forth and it's just it's all cyclical it's all you know absolutely yeah it all translates it people think that you know it's just one one grouping like you know school school you know life outside of schools, this, it's, it all intermingles, you know, yeah. and this, this notion, uh, this notion of no accountability, everybody's a winner, everybody's, you know, special, like, of course, your parents are going to say you're the most special thing in the world. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, there's billions of other people, you know, you're not the greatest thing, you really aren't, you know, um, you got to work harder, you got to work smarter, you got, you got to do things, you can't just expect everything to be handed to you in life. Because then we kind of come into what I think is today's society where, you know, if you cry loud enough that you don't have things that other people do, it'll just get handed to you. Yeah. That's, that's not fair. That, that just changes the dyna- like dynamic of like, you know, let's say law enforcement. Why am I going to work harder than my squad mate or somebody in the department if they're going to get the exact same benefits and all these other things and promotions? Like, why am I going to bust my ass? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it adds this level of complacency that in our profession, you know, if you become complacent or lazy, you end up, you can kill, you can get killed. It becomes dangerous. Complacency yeah, it, kills. Yeah. It's, it puts other people in danger. And then, yeah. you know, it's also the fact that no one wants to work hard for anything. Now it's, you know, having seniority or having certain level of training means nothing anymore. Now it's all right. Who could make a phone call and who has a bigger hook or who has a bigger crane? 
oh, I know so-and-so. That's why I'm going to get this. Or, mm-hmm. you know, that's great. You, you know, nothing's based on merit or, you know, work yeah. anymore. Now yeah. it's, oh, you know this person? All right, cool. Yeah, it's less what you know and who you blow. Of course. But I will say, and, and I just know this from, you know, my dad was a cop in the in the 80s and 90s, and he, he dealt with that too, though. So I think in our line of work, it's just notorious. I mean, it's always going to be the good old boys system, no matter who's chief, who's the boss. It's always going to come down to who your buddy's with. But of course, like you can't you can't completely remove that aspect of it. But if right. you don't allow people, you know, who do work hard, like Frank saying, and, you know, bust their ass and do all these things and go above and beyond. If you don't reward that, you're setting a horrible standard, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying be like a fucking brown nose, excuse my language, be a brown noser and stuff. But, you know, if you do things right and you go above and beyond and it helps everybody, you should be rewarded for that. Sure. If you sit around and do nothing, but your chief is your father's best friend, like it's a, it's a bad look. Yeah. You you, you won't gain the respect. You won't gain no matter. I don't know. That's something that hurts me, but it's just, you can't remove it. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. So first thing I want to say, you apologize for cursing. Do you know what show you're on? Secondly. Yeah. I uh, forgot. (laughs) Secondly, you know, I'm not set. And here's where, you know, participation trophies and getting credit where credit is deserved is two different things. Don't give me an award for showing up. Don't do that. Whatever's my job description that I don't, I don't need anything special for that. What I want is if I do several good jobs or if I put together something good, Hey, give me, give me something more than just, Oh, well you get paid every week. That's your, that's your attaboy. Like, no, what is that? Where is, where's my motivation to do more than the minimum? If that's literally all you're giving me. Yeah. You know, send me to a training. I'm not. I'm also not saying that every time I do something good, pat me on the back, because that still adds into that culture of correct. You know, everybody's a winner, and if only if you do good things, we get reward. It's there just has to be a balance of it, and mm-hmm. I feel today the climate across the board, not just our industry, um, not schooling only, not only in personalized, but it's it's unbalanced towards the everybody gets everything, and if you cry loud enough, you get it which I don't think is going to be great for the generations coming in or people trying to become or be recruited to be law enforcement. You know, if we want to even tie it into our industry, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because they'll expect everything to be handed to them. And, you know, they show up, they want an academy, you know, depending on where you go, you know, everybody's academy is different, but we're kind of cut from the same cloth. Um, you know, when they get yelled at for the first time by, you know, a drill instructor or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a reality check and they might not be ready and they'll fold or, you know, we need people in almost all of our departments. You got to push them through because we need bodies. But now you're you're adding a danger level to everybody, you know, a lack of knowledge, um, a lack of respect, yeah. you know, because everybody talks lack no matter what. Yeah. No matter what group you're in, everybody talks. I mean, we even talk through mm-hmm. our Instagrams. We just, you know, bullshit about, you know, departments or this and that. So like even we know what's going on. Right. Yep. And, you know, it kind of goes down to what you're saying about not getting used to being yelled at. Um, you know, sometimes in, in, in my area, uh, certain things and certain um, disciplines were seen as hazing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? How can someone getting uh, scolded for fucking up be hazing? That's That's a mistake you make once. Once you get yelled at and embarrassed, 
um, you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to do that again. You take it as a learning experience and you move on. It, it's you. And if you're getting into this job and you're going to get offended by words or like, you know, your training officer being like, hey, you crashed my car, carry around this uh, parking cone for a little while. This may not be the job for you. You know, you need you need a little thicker skin than that. Yeah. And people people would get all upset about that carrying a traffic cone. But mm -hmm. it's it's in a way good fun. And it's not it's not meant to really demean you. But it's if you not take, if you take yeah. it that way, then that's on you. Right. It's not real hazing. I'm sorry. Like I, I remember growing up and seeing like college uh, fraternities and sororities doing like deadly hazings and that's hazing. Not, not what we're doing. Not what, not that. I mean, even to get into this podcast, you have to get hazed. Yeah. Yeah. But we won't talk about that. I think hazing in our job and profession, like we've all said, is a good thing. Like you fuck up, you get your balls busted and you realize, Oh, Hey, I'm not going to do that shit again. Or Hey, it's a learning experience, but mm -hmm too many fucking pussies that take this job for the wrong reasons or they become bitches with badges, you know, get butt hurt and they'll start, you know, running their mouth or fucking getting hurt. Right. It's like nature of the job. You know, yeah, you, we all want to go home. So right. don't you, fuck you need up. A little, you need a little thicker skin than that. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, I'm glad you brought up uh, people that shouldn't be in this job. So we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, so if anyone's listened to the album, Complaints and Grievances by George Carlin. He basically, he does his intro where he talks about whatever. And then he breaks everything down into like, you know, you know, things that piss me off, things like that. So we're going to go into that. But I did want to talk about, so like I said, we were going to do an episode with, with Red because um, after the last one, everyone loved it, which is great. And that's why we're going to keep doing them. Uh, everyone wanted us to talk about food, but we're not going to talk about food without Red because he's got some very strong opinions on certain things. So um, either next month or later in this month, whenever he gets back, we're going to do that. But I did say I went on vacation. I wanted to talk about a few things and then we're going to spin into everything. So I went to Nashville last week. Uh, have you guys ever been? Yes, I haven't, but I want to. Okay. So from my front door to where the Airbnb was, it's about a 10 hour drive. So I had a lot of time to think and, and look at all the signs on the highway. And, um, so <laughs> one, one I saw, which I mean, did you did you fly or drive, Frank? I drove out there. Okay, yeah. So we got the same thing. Yep. Um, just different directions. Um, that's what she said. Ding! <laughs> My bad. I missed it. Yeah, so it's all good. Circle back. It's okay. Yeah, we'll or circle, circle back. Jerk. So one of the first ones I saw was a, you know, when you start going into the Bible belt, you know, you leave Florida and you're dealing with, you know, southern central Georgia, um, is all the anti abortion billboards. And the first one I saw said uh one life can change the world oh whatever the first thing i thought of was well yeah hitler <laughs> jesus dude <laughs> and canceled in three two one wow and i'm driving i'm driving and i'm like you know that's bad like i didn't i wasn't like oh gandhi or or you know or nikola tesla or thomas Edison. no that's where my mind went <laughs> i mean you're not wrong, but like, that's a really fucked up way of thinking. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, man. Dude, I, I just think of Deadpool too when he goes back in time to uh, spoiler alert, uh, kill baby Hitler. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So that was the first one, and then shortly thereafter, <laughs> which so Georgia is known for its peanuts and its pecans or pecans or whatever you want to call them. Um, <laughs> so I'm driving up, and the next thing it says is nut milk. 
is not milk. And I figured I'd bring that up on the podcast because I'm sure we can say a couple things about that. Nut milk? Yeah, that's – Yeah, uh, yeah. I think of um, Meet uh, meet the Parents. Yes. Where he's like, I got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> How the fuck are you going to milk a nut? Wait, hold on. Pause. That's what <laughs> <Yeah>. she said. <laughs> So uh, those were the two that really stuck out to me. Then then we got to Nashville, and um, I had Nashville hot chicken for the first time. Did you have it, Frank? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. So It looks so good. I want it so bad, man. So, here, so here's the deal, right? Nashville hot chicken, in my mind, uh, I had it when I went to Savannah. Uh, they had Nashville hot chicken and waffles, which was amazing. Ooh, yeah. 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 So I was like, all right, so we got, we're talking breaded chicken breast, hot sauce on a, on a sandwich. So much for not talking about food without red, huh? We're not going to talk about Italian food and Jersey. Yeah, food. Yeah. We're just this talking is... about this. So that was my idea. So we, we ended up going to a distillery on a tour and we're talking to the tour guide afterwards, which is, that's how you find out where the good food is. Like you don't, you don't go to Pinterest or anything. You go to the locals. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, so he goes. He's like, "Where are you guys going?" And so the number one uh, hot chicken place in Nashville is Hattie B's. It's right in the downtown. And I tell him that, and he goes, "Ugh." I was like, "What is it not good?" He's like, "It's good, but it's like the Walmart of hot chicken. Like, you know, it's so public and and well known or whatever." He's like, "What you got to do is go into the neighborhoods and check out this place called Bolton's." You got to find like a hole in the wall or something. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we end up going there, and it is way off the beaten path um cash only got to talk through like the window to get your food totally i'm i'm all for it so we go and so as we're checking the menu on the way in it's like not chicken breast you have leg quarters you have wings you have breast quarters shit like that and i'm like how are you going to eat a sandwich with that but we go there and i'm like all right i'll get i'll get a leg quarter plate and I, and the spices were on the the side they got no spice Mild, medium, hot, and extra hot. I was like, all right, well, I ain't no bitch, so I'm going to do medium. And uh, she's like, all right, cool. And I got my sides, whatever. Uh, my girlfriend, she ordered. She got medium as well. And the lady behind the counter was like, are you sure? That's really hot. And I'm like, why does she get the disclaimer? <laughs> whatever. So we get our food. It's in a styrofoam container. It's really good. Open it up, and it's all just dusted with this like red dust, pepper dust. I don't know. So... And there's two slices of white bread next to it and like pickles. The white bread is covered in the red dust. The pickles is covered in the red dust. So I'm like, all right, I move everything out of the way. It's piping hot. Like you can see the steam. We had to eat outside because of COVID. Thanks a lot. And uh, so I like, I move stuff around and I like lick the dust off my fingers. And I tell you, it went in my throat. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) And it felt like pepper spray day. It was like, it instantly took my breath away. And I was like, So I'm like, all right, this is going to be bad. So few first few bites, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, it's not too bad. And then before you know it, the, the snot starts coming out. My eyes are watering. I'm coughing. I'm chugging my drink. So hot. It felt like I had like a, an actual burn on my lip. So hot. So if you want to test yourself, go to Bolton's in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, tell them the 10-8 podcast sent you, even though I didn't tell them anything about it. But uh, – insane insanely hot test yourself before you wreck yourself oh my god <laughs> and 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 they were advertised on like the no- local newspaper that said oh not that hot chicken bullshit yeah i'm gonna so, learn today 
I really hope you put that song "You Take My Breath Away" after you said it took my breath away. I thought the same thing. Yep. I was singing in my head. I was like, "You take my breath away." <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I notice about downtown Nashville, which is every big city, is the homeless population just so egregious. They just come up. They have all these signs and everything. They were actually nicer than the ones that we have down here, um, which rolls into our first complaints and grievances which is shit we see on the road. We see the craziest things. Um, I actually just, I'm about to do an interview where um, someone told me that they walked up and some dude who was head first in a, like a, not like a Chipotle bowl, but similar. It was totally normal to that guy. So do you guys have any stories or anything about some crazy things you've seen on the streets? Uh, besides people shitting in the middle of the roadway? I was going to say that. I've seen that. I I don't think I've seen that. Or people that shit themselves in train stations and just leave like a snail trail behind them. That's always a good sight. Oh my god, a snail trail? That is the funniest way to call it. (laughs) (laughs) You've never heard that before? No, but that's gross. It's very gross. I agree. So so my area, it's a beach town. Um, We are very well known for spring break. We're a spring break destination and kids come all over and, and, you know, they're not all 21, but they all drink, of course. Because who doesn't? So anyway, we end up taking this chick uh, for for detox, and she's like 18, 19, whatever. And uh, I was I was still brand new. I was driving our um, transport uh, van, and I put her in the van to take her to detox. And this chick, who was not unattractive, I might say, uh, shit all inside the van. Oof. That was absolutely terrible. I'm like... I don't know. It's it's weird when you see... Well, first off, we can talk about this. Whenever the naked woman call comes out, it is never the woman you want to see naked. Never. Never. That is a... and But people will still go thinking that, you know, you're about to roll up to Megan Fox when really... It's a better shot at the lottery. You think it's Megan Fox and then it turns out to be like AOC or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God. I mean, she. I mean, she's okay. Who's the uh, Who's the other one? Department of Health Secretary or whatever the yeah. one that looks like yeah. Job of the Hut. <laughs> yes. I'm so fucked. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of her name and I couldn't. I couldn't think of it. I don't know. Bring me the Wookie. Point being, we see a lot of crazy stuff. So <laughs> we can't get full canceled on uh, without Red here. He would be very upset about that. He wants to be part of the cancellation process. Exactly. What, uh, all right, let's roll into another topic. What did I say? Let me look at my list. Yeah, I got it. Circle back to that. Okay. I hate that term. I hate that phrase, circle back. (laughs) Another thing that really gets me is the public. Not, not, (laughs) let me rephrase that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Not the public doesn't piss me off, but there are several misconceptions that they have about the police. Of course. Um, but it's also like myths. You know, everyone sees the TV shows. They see CSI. They think that we can just take a Coke can. Put it, that. Yeah. yeah, we can put it in some machine in the back of our car and it'll find out who committed the crime, where he currently is and, you know, his blood type. You know, so what are what, do, what are some of the uh, pet peeves that we have that you have for people on the job that we interact with? Oof, let's see. I think one of mine has to be that, you know, where everybody's personal security, you know, everything that goes wrong in their life to up, oh, just call the cops. 
Mm-hmm. Or they look to call that one specific cop that they've dealt with, and they think that no matter what, they try and like touch base with him or reach out to him. They'd be like, "Oh, yeah, so so and so working." It's like, mm-hmm. there's, "Oh yeah, fifty oh, the other frequent cops. flyers." Yeah, fifty other cops working, <clears throat> and that's the thing. There's a difference between police and cops, and I think we'll uh, break off into that later on. But you know, there's fifty other cops working. You know, why just this specific one? Like, because they're cop hit- shopping. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was something I learned like day one, you know, because, you know, brand new, never works law enforcement. And someone calls into the station and they're like, oh, uh, yeah, I talked to uh, officer so-and-so and and he said that this wasn't a crime. Let me ask you. And and me being brand new, I was like, "Uh, okay." And my sergeant was like, no, (laughs) like hang up on them. Thanks, Sarge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's so that that is definitely one of them. Like and uh, before I was a cop, that's definitely something I did. And I feel like you guys up in Jersey and anyone who gets a PBA card um, to dish out, you know, is like much more notorious. We don't deal with it all that much, but like, Hey, you know, you know, uh, Nikki. Yeah. I'm, I'm his cousin. No. Who the fuck is that? We don't know. We don't care. Here's your ticket. I know. Uh, you know, you guys always, I always see like the guys from Jersey taking um, PBA cards and like making like a card deck out of them. Yeah. It's like pick a card, any card. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Great. I think uh, somebody I work with tries to collect one from every year, <laughs> you know, cause people give you, and I've seen it. People are like, Oh, here's, you know, a PBA card. It's from 2014. I'm like, you know what year it is? <laughs> right. Like how many times have you used this? Do you know who like, our that president just, is? That doesn't even make sense. Right. But yeah. I remember like my dad, you know, he was retired. I would get his when I was in high school and everything. But the day before I went away to college in Connecticut, I got pulled over can't remember what for. And I gave my, gave him my dad's PBA card. Very, very respectful. I'm sure. And, uh, and he took it. He was like, no, nope, I don't care. Yeah. I, I've had similar, but I was, I was just thinking of another thing that pisses me off or annoys me with the public. Uh-huh. And I've also made a crappy meme about it. But when people say, you know, they pay our salary, mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. I also pay taxes. So you're a teacher. I pay your salary. Like I like what what one up do you think that has over me? Like it it doesn't. If anything, it makes me more annoyed with you and everything that your problem is. I'm I'm just annoyed with being there. Like what would have been a nice conversation? You know, me being a little bit more willing to listen, help out above and beyond what I need to do is mm-hmm. kind of gone now. Like you know, like I hate when people hang that over our heads. Like I don't I don't get the reasoning behind saying that to me. Yeah. I, I will say that I've never actually encountered that on a call for service or like on a stop. Um, but I have had like when you're working like a security gig or, you know, foot post or whatever, and you're just kind of taking a second to get off your feet for a minute. And someone's like, really, my taxes are paying for this. I'm like, bitch, (laughs) you know, it's like, it reminds me of the scene from Southland where they're getting ice cream. And it's like, don't you get a break at your job? Like, give me, give me five minutes. Can I help you? While you're standing around, there are crimes being committed. Would it make you happier if we had cut the line? You're wasting our taxpayers' dollars. Ma'am, do you get a break while you're at work? Yes. You do? You see, because we work 12-hour shifts. 12 hours. Dealing with gangsters, crackheads, rapists, also that people like yourself can sleep better at night 
Now, just because we're peace officers, it doesn't mean we are not entitled to a break. Or in this case, enjoying a cold treat on a very hot day, just like everyone else. I pay your salary. You know what, ma'am? Yes, you do. Which means that you have actually paid for this. You want a lick? Yeah, and it's happened to me once on the job, but also even if you just read through comments of other pages and stuff we follow, mm -hmm. you know, you can just read people, you know, obviously people are internet trolls, you know, it is what it is. I don't, I don't take it personally. Um, but it just, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I just don't get like the little man syndrome behind, you know, thinking you're all tough saying that, like, it doesn't, I don't get it. Well, well, I think with that and with the internet is the fact that they don't have to face us when they say it. So they can say whatever they want because there's no – There's no repercussions. Yeah, but even, even on the road. Yeah, but even on the road though saying it. Like what what does that do mm -hmm. in the situation? You know, I'm there to see, you know, was there a crime? You know, find out information of something that happened. You know, if you're on a traffic stop, you know, figuring out – you know, what's the reason for the stop? Like, you know, all those other things. Like, what what does that add to the conversation other yep. than making you look like an ignorant asshole? Mm -hmm. yeah, the one that gets me every single time, not so much I pay your salary, is walking up and their phone is already out filming. Like, what does that really do? Like, I'm filming you from the moment I see your car. Like, the moment I know I'm making a traffic stop, the camera's coming on. And I'm going to come out and I'm going to do, do my business normal. And you having the phone out is not going to change a damn thing. Either you're going to get the warning, you're going to get the ticket. But you filming me doesn't make a difference. If anything, it's pissing me off. So it may work against you. Yeah, I think it's just everybody has to post everything on the internet with any interactions of cops just mm -hmm. to get traction or attention or whatever. But people don't realize, you know, a lot of cops have body cams on. You know, they might have a body cam on their chest or wherever on their vest or whatever, you know, um, mics or radios or stuff in the car. It's like, all right, cool. Hold your cell phone up like a moron. But I've been recording this whole thing, like you said. Yeah. Like, I don't like, – where you're not going anywhere with this. Yeah. It's it's not – like, they're always like, okay, just letting you know, officer, I'm filming you. I'm like, okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's we're like, recording you too, so you played yourself. Right. It does absolutely nothing. And I'm guaranteeing you, I have more of the incident than you do on my camera. So it's probably just going to gonna hurt you. You ever, you ever come out on scene for like a fight or something and, and someone's like, oh, sir, I got everything right on my phone. And then they start scrolling through their camera roll and like they can't find it. So you're like, all right, this is wasting my time. Oh, well, here it is. And it's literally like the guy walking away. It's not the fight. It's not the shit talking that led up to the fight. It's literally the guy walking away. Like you wasted my time. 30 minutes now looking at your camera roll, seeing way too many accidental nudes. Um, gross. Yeah. It's, it's again, it's always the gross ones. Pretty much. What else you guys got for dealing with the public things that they do or just misconceptions. We have access to everything and that we could pretty much find out information like quicker than anyone else. Or... Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think um, the public really just doesn't understand the investigation process of law enforcement. They want, and it goes back to that old uh, Paul Harvey thing. You know, everyone wants everything done right away, and it, it doesn't work that way. We can do a lot. Don't get me wrong. We have access to a lot of things in an instant. But to actually get a good case that's going to go somewhere, you, you need to give it time. It needs to either go to the detectives or just give me some time to do my research and do what needs to be done. 
it's and I think and we can probably kind of have a, a nice conversation about this. It goes back to the instant gratification of today's culture. Like they want they want it now. They need it now. Which goes back to our earlier conversation talking about, you know, the participation trophies and, and you know, entitlement. They they're entitled to have their crime solved right now. Like good lord, if you lived in the seventies, <laughs> just imagine what would happen. Yeah, pretty much. Well like uh Mike Tyson said everyone has a plan to like get punched in the face. Yeah, exactly. And you know, everyone everyone's a, a cop until they have to sit down and, and investigate a crime or, or, you know, establish probable cause on, on a you know a scene with more holes than a than a piece of Swiss cheese or something. Yeah. <laughs> what an analogy. Thanks, yeah. thanks. I try. All right. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about was Things that kind of annoy us, get under our skin with like working in the department. Not like, not necessarily like cop on cop, but that that's definitely where we're leading to. And Frank is like jumping up and down because he has so much to say about this topic. Um, but I'm just thinking about like working in the office. Um, you know, we've made countless memes about evidence clerks or records clerks or anything that, you know, they always have... Uh, corrections for you you can do everything right but they're going to find the one thing wrong and uh things that kind of go with that um i was listening to the hey my man podcast that just came out the the most recent episode and they're talking about office etiquette and i told dave i was going to bring this up um (laughs) so uh i do have a few things for you guys that i want to kind of i know you guys i'm i'm currently an office monkey um but i know you guys are still in the road but i figured you guys have probably worked in an office before. I know Frank's got a dispatching past and, and blue, you know, I'm sure he's worked a job before hitting the road. So, so a few things, this is going to be like pre-spin and then I want to kind of flesh off it. So the first thing that they said on, on the Hey, my man podcast, uh, shout out to those guys, microwaving fish. Oof. All right. So that is a sin. That is, that should be a crime. Yeah. You should get your locker fucking tossed out in the uh, parkway for that you bullshit. Should, you should be arrested. On yeah. the spot for heating up fish Absolutely. in an office. I think there is no exception to that rule whatsoever. It's not, oh, well, it's it's fried. No, it still smells like fish. And I've <laughs> – so I've been guilty of that. I've done it, and I'm like, oh, that's why we don't do it. Okay, I get it. I hate you. I've never <laughs> done it. I couldn't do it. It, it lingers in yeah. you know, an office or a back room or the you know where you eat. Just no, 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 no. Just don't do it. Please, please. All right. So we've talked about how heating up fish is the Oof. cardinal sin of uh, of the office. What are some other like rules of working in an office with other people? What don't you do? Don't speak on your personal phone on speakerphone. If you got to talk to somebody, just step out. I don't want to hear your conversations. I don't want to hear your girlfriend or your wife or both of them screaming at you at the same time. <laughs> you know, I don't like if just, just don't put your phone on speakerphone. Why? why? I don't understand why people do speakerphone if they're not like driving in public, even in, in public. public at all. Yeah. You'll have like people, let's say like you're at the beach and you just have somebody screaming in their phone or like just walking down the street. I'm like, how is this? How, what, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But in same an thing- office, it's so annoying. Yeah, same thing with FaceTime. I, I don't get the why people do FaceTime for every single conversation. Frank probably does that. FaceTime? Yeah. You just FaceTime everybody. Mm, very rarely. <laughs> I hate talking on the phone as it is. Yeah, so do I. 
I, I remember again, going back to things the, the public does, I had to work a case and uh, I was asking a guy some questions and he didn't, he didn't, uh, he spoke English. We, we talked and he goes, hold on a second. And he pulls up his FaceTime and he gives me the phone. I'm like, what, what is this? It was FaceTime, but the screen was blocked. Like the camera that I was talking to was blocked. I was like, no, no, not doing this. And I was like, not, not today. I, I'm not, I'm not talking to some random uh, blank screen about a crime. That's not, that's not yep. how we do this. Nice not today, Satan. So what about people at your work? If their daughters or sons or anybody, or even worse, like their nieces or nephews, which I'm guilty of that. They're, they're fundraising for school and they hit you up with the Girl Scout cookies, with the, the, uh, the popcorn. Like, do you guys, what, how, what does your guys feel on that? I just made a meme about this not too long ago where the guy's like, oh, I'm sweet enough. I don't need Girl Scout cookies. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I literally just bought Girl Scout cookies. Oh, yeah, but so what, did I. what kind though? What like, oh, um, this could be a deal breaker. Oh, crap. I think I got every box just yeah, to cover so my bases. I. Um, but I don't like Thin Mints. Really? I'm not one of those guys that likes that flavoring. I don't I don't like peppermint that much. Okay, that's fair. I, so my my reference to all this is I was fixing some uh, evidence at the station, and one of our evidence clerks has the order form taped to the evidence uh, window. And they're like, hey, you, you want some cookies? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm watching what I'm, eat, I'm eating. You know, I'm in the middle of a diet. Uh, give me a few more months and, and I'll be good to go. And they're like, Psh, nah, you need to buy them now. But they were like nicer about it than that. I was like, no, no, no. Like I'm, I'm, I'm eating clean. And they're like, they are clean. Eat them. And, you know, I have the willpower of like a nothing with willpower. And I was like, all right, I'll take one of every box. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, I get it because, you know, you're, you're trying to help out your kids. You know, people in the department, they'll, they'll give some money, whether they buy stuff or not, they'll like, they'll help out. Um, I, I really don't find it to be too much of a bad thing, but if you do it multiple times a year, yeah, that, that I think is a bit excessive, you know, right. and if, if, if I don't want whatever you're selling, like, I don't like, uh, I think Boy Scouts do, does the popcorn, right? Those bins. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think that popcorn is absolute trash. No offense, all offense, mm-hmm. whatever. I just think it's garbage. So you know, if somebody's kid is a Boy Scout, Eagle Scout, whatever, and they're trying to sell that, I'll be like, look, I don't want the popcorn. Can just here's 20 bucks towards whatever their thing is. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have the, you know, you can have the bin of it. And they're like, I don't even want it. So I'm like, okay. So I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Like if they have multiple kids and like, all right, so in the spring we're doing Girl Scout cookies, but in the summer, uh, little Tommy has football fundraisers and we're buying this. And then in the, in the fall for dance recitals, we got this. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I, I gave you 20 bucks for, like, two boxes of cookies back in March. We're not doing this every month. Like, you know what I mean? Pick, pick your favorite kid, and that's the one that you can only offer their stuff at work. Right. You know, it, it's it's a weird obligation, though, because, like, I'm going to see this person every day. Other uh, coworkers of ours are going to be giving them money. So if you don't, you're in this, like, weird guilt thing, like... Oh, look at look at look at uh look at Dave over there. You know he doesn't want to give money to Susie's kid, and it's just it's a weird guilt thing. That's the only thing I don't like about it. Like I bought the cookies and I ate the cookies. Well, I didn't eat all of them yet, but we're working on it. They'll like shun you out. Yeah, exactly. And then then it just it starts like unnecessary drama in a workplace that has an odd amount of drama anyway. Well, that's the thing. I feel like you know some departments 
you know, the rumor mill that flies around, or if anyone hears something negative about someone, they, they almost get happy because they're like, Oh, now I got one up on someone else, you know? And now when it comes time for a detail or promotion, you know, I'm better than them or, you know, people in our profession, some people like the, that just love the drama and everything. They're like, watch women. It's like, they just, they have to be in everyone else's business. It's like, dude, come here, work. We all go home safe. That's it. Be a good mm-hmm. backup, be a good partner. You know what? Yeah. Like you need to be in someone else's business that much, or you need to like rent that much space yeah, I in agree. someone's head. Just like, stay out of it. Grow the fuck up. And then there's probably circles back. I know you love that blue to the kids that got participation trophies back in the day. Triggered. Or, <laughs> or the ones that think that, you know, they could get away with anything or their parents gave them everything. They didn't know how to work hard for shit. And now they're just like basically high school kids with badges. Yeah, I think uh, we brought this up during the Drunk Cops episode, the second one. Um, It's crazy how police agencies are mimic high schools so much with the rumor mill and gossip. And I always say for a Thin Blue Line family, we're certainly incestuous just by, you know, who's who's tagging who. Um, And that just leads to a whole bunch of unnecessary drama and everything and everyone's always in someone's business the best thing that happened to me when i when i joined my the unit i'm in now is we move we are not in the the main station so i don't interact with a lot of a lot of my coworkers. it's typically just my unit and it's good because then i don't have to deal with all the the gossip and when i do see somebody and they're like oh did you hear about such and such i'm like no i i don't care but at the same time when you when you have a coworker that you like and you're like oh where's Where's uh? What's his name? Oh, you didn't hear? Well, then it's like, well, no, but I want to. I, I like that guy. Where'd he go? Yeah, exactly. So that that's gonna kind of lead us into Frank's favorite topic. So I'm gonna let Frank kind of go from there. Oh, what about how uh, camaraderie and the brotherhood in this profession is skewed in some <clears throat> people, and how they don't? It's not how it was, or how yeah. everyone's so quick to motherfuck the next person just to advance in their career. You know, I came from a department where, you know, everyone was close, you know, every, every Sundays it was always squad dinner, squad lunch, you know, you you broke bread and everything when, you know, after, you know, high risk call or anything that, you know, basically it was good to like just vent or talk about everything in debrief after certain shit. And you know, as time goes on, you just see like more and more people. I feel like they're just taking this job just because, you know, it's got good benefits, good pay. And they just chase that and they're not looking out for each other like how it should be. Yeah. So I, th- I think you're right. Um, you know, my my last patrol squad, we we did that. We did Sunday dinners. Um, we would do choir practices like once a month or like every other month we would go out, you know, have some dinner away from work, have a few drinks, which, you know, if a lot of agencies frown on shift parties, but whatever, I mean, we're adults, whatever, but at least the, the dinner with the squad on duty, like you're going to be there anyway. There's no commitment. If you want to be with your family off duty or whatever, that's fine. 
I think it's so important. And, you know, we, we tease firefighters because that's all they do is squad dinners every night. It's so easy when you don't have that, when you don't have the camaraderie where this is. And, you know, I've seen both sides of it where these are just people I work with. I go in. Yep. And, and yeah, we're going to we're going to work every call together and we are going to be close. And if shit hits the fan, we are going to be close about it and, and safe about it. But when it's time to go home, we're not calling each other. We're not bullshitting. You guys, you're, you're my brothers on duty, but off duty, nothing. I got, I, I, and, and it's not, so the one I'm talking about, no, no ill will. We just got no closeness, no, no togetherness, but I know it's so easy for it to be even on duty there to be nastiness. And it's like, shit, man, does this guy even have my back when shit hits the fan? Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. You know, you wonder like, are they going to be there when you need them? Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, yeah, everyone's, everyone's got their good intentions. Like they're going to be a good backup and everything. But then it's like, they're the same type of people that they'll hug you and stab you in the back at the same time. But you also don't have to, on the flip side, to play devil's advocate, you don't have to be everybody's best friend at work. Correct. No, no, definitely not. You know, and there's people that I'm sure I would hang out with outside of work. And there's people that I wouldn't, you know, but we still do what we got to do at work. But, you know, my personal life and stuff outside of the uniform, it it doesn't necessarily have to involve these other people. Right. And, you know, it's it's interesting because there's some people at work that I like as people, but I'm not big fans of them as cops. Like, yeah, we can go out and drink, but am I going to be are you going to be the first person I call for backup? Eh, Probably not. That's okay too. I think, I think that's fine as well. But what Frank is saying about, you know, backstabbing and, and stepping on people that I think is the toxic part of this, this uh, profession absolutely that needs to be rectified. I think for, I think we have the blue Falcon syndrome is just rampant and everybody's trying to get ahead of everybody. And, you know, we have enough problems from the outside coming in. We don't need it within our ranks. Yeah, it seems as though, I mean, my department isn't bad with it, but it seems like it's less of a team effort, which I kind of think of policing as in a way, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure a lot of us are athletes that are in this, in, like in this profession, you know, I'm, were you guys athletes like growing up and stuff, college, yeah. high school, whatever. Uh, yep. high school. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're used to the team dynamic and I, I think of this profession as a team mm-hmm. personally. Oh, yeah. So I, I treat it as such rather than like an individual thing. Now there are individual aspects, obviously, you know, you want to get promoted, you want to do all these things, you want different units or access to things, but that to me, that shouldn't, and I won't ever do this because that's not my personality type. I'm not going to backstab somebody to further myself. I don't think that's the right way of doing anything, whether you're a cop, whether you work in, you know, um, corporate life, you know, schooling, whatever. I don't, I don't think that's, fair or appropriate and that's i think that's a shitty thing for you to do as a person Mm -hmm. i really do you know and i think sometimes people forget that everyone else is human and we're working towards the same goal um and it just becomes the me 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 when it comes to certain things and i think that overshadows the rest of it and it sucks and i think it is a kind of like a stain on our profession and a lot of other professions as well and i i think that you know you get people that are all they care about is promotions or making rank that they don't care about bridges that they burn with people when they worked patrol together. Like, Hey, we all started from the same place. 
And then it's like, you're going to burn this bridge. And now you come back as a boss, you know, now it's like, all right, now, you know, you still remember that. It's like, all right, go shit in your hat. Like granted, yeah, you're your boss. You're going to have to, you know, you don't want to fucking be insubordinate. But at the same time, it's like still in the back of your head. Yeah. And there's that lost respect for them. And yep, then, right. you know, they kind of, uh, they get a little butthurt that, um, you know, they don't have that automatic respect, but it's like, yo, I'm, I'm really bad at remembering a lot of things, but when you, when you screw somebody over or me over, I kind of don't forget about it. Not as mm-hmm. if it's petty or malicious in the back of my mind, but I'm like, I, you know, I keep that there, Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm conscious of it. I had a, I had a field train or I had a training officer once and he said, you can respect the position, but not respect the person. And I feel like that's where it all comes down to yep. is like, Hey, you've got rank, you're a Sergeant, you're a Lieutenant, whatever your rank system is going to be. So I'm going to respect you for that. And I will do what you tell me to do. And, and that's that, but I'm not, you're getting the base level. Like everything that I do extra is for me, not you. And well, I'm glad you listened clear. to my training, then. I'm glad you learned from me. That's right. That's right. Good old uh, blue line grit, my FTO. The apprentice has now become the master. <laughs> no, but you guys are absolutely right. We, um, you can have individual aspirations. That's perfectly fine. That's good. Um, that's the only way you get better, like we were talking about earlier, is having aspirations and wanting to get better. Just don't be a douche canoe to don't get there. Don't be a douche. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Don't be a douche. That should be. That's <clears throat> like it's 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 very simple. It really is, but some people forget that. You know, it's like what's the what's the phrase? Um, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you're gonna work with a lot of these people for 25 plus years. Like, are you really gonna be that guy or girl that's just known as like the buddy fucker? Right. And no, I don't mean right. like the sexual way. I mean like literally, you're screwing up. Like, we you don't want to do that either. But well, yeah, don't do that either. But you don't. Well, it's like everyone, you know, everyone feels comfortable knowing that someone's got the same skill set or on the same level, but when they start seeing people progress in a good way or, you know, they're making decent arrests or they're putting in the work or they're going for extra training outside of the job, you know, to better themselves, then people start getting like, Oh, well fuck this person. You know, I'm going to try and cut him down or right, cut her gonna, down. They're going to grab you and start pulling you back down yeah. to, you know, cause they're miserable in their situation. And you're obviously, the proverbial you in this case, uh, you're obviously doing so much better for yourself. So they're going to reach up. They're going to try to pull you down and you know, misery loves company at that point too. And that's where you get the salty vets that are always like, ah, oh, you fucking boot, you know, you're, you're still, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking boot. What a boot. Boot. <laughs> Boot, 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 boot. You know, you're you're here and you're still sipping the department Kool-Aid and you're still trying to better yourself. Like, come over here where we're all miserable. Like, no, man. Like, you're miserable for one reason. Dude, this but... is all circling back to the beginning. It's like this whole, well, what about me? The woe is me. Like, why don't I get these things? Why is this person doing this? It's like, you know, if you're putting in money, like, Frank, you put this, you put the street cop thing up today, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, about trainings you've gone to. Yeah. You know, you're going to, I guarantee you're going to have people that look at them and be like, yo, fuck that guy. Uh, you know, he's an idiot. What a waste of money. It's a, like it's he's so stupid. Like wait, way to like, way to show how big your dick is. Like, no, it's not at all. You're asking a question. See who else wants to progress their career and tra- take training opportunities. You know, right. there's two sides to it. Like, don't try not to be that negative person. Yeah. You know, I looked at that. I'm like, damn, I haven't done a single one of these trainings, but I really want to. But yeah. I'm like, well, that, I, I didn't think horrible of you. I'm like, yo, he's yeah. taking his own time and money. 
to further himself. Like that's awesome. That's in a way inspirational. I'm not just saying that because we become friends through this, but just like looking at it, I take that as a positive. Mm-hmm. You know, I would trust you or like something you, you know, let's say we're doubled up and you point something out that you learned. Well, dude, I just got, I just learned something now from you yeah. going above and beyond and making yourself better while some guy with 15, 20 plus years on just pissed off that, you know, he gets overlooked for a unit while you're, you know, teaching yourself or giving insight and showing initiative. Like, yo, fuck that guy. Like, yeah. no, dude, you're, you're, you're the asshole. Not you, Frank, the other guy. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm used <laughs> but you to might also, no, I mean, Frank, Frank is an asshole too, but. But you know what, you know what I'm saying though? Like that, yeah. that's something I saw and I saw 10, eight threw it up. Um, and that's, that's good. You know, you shouldn't, don't be the guy or girl that looks at that as like a, Oh, look at this guy flexing. It's like, no, he's, it's an honest conversation. You know, rather right. than being asked, just ask a question like, yo, how did you sign up? Did you like it? You know, you might not have liked all the courses. Don't tell Dennis, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's the reality. It's not for everybody. But right. the thing is like, to me, you're an expert in a way of showing that you take trainings. So I would trust your word a little bit more. And that's right. the thing. Then, like, yeah. oh, sorry. No, no, no. no. What were we saying, Ten? Oh. oh, I was going to say when I saw your li- like I, you know, I, I've in my area, I've always been the street cop, like uh missionary like i've always been like guys we need street cop training we need street yeah, cop training preach it it and, works yeah and and I, so you know when i've taken i've only taken two classes at this point so when i saw your list instead of getting butthurt about it, i was like shit man i gotta step my game up like frank is frank's ahead of the game but at the same time even though we are across the state for or across the country from each other if i have a question and we have in the past and i've been like hey man what do you think about this and i'll, I'll hit you with like a situation you'll be like oh well case law says this that's just saying and and we're using street cop as a as a specific example but we could use it we can extend it anywhere that if you have this knowledge this this skill set you know don't look down on that like if if you're spe- like for example there's someone at my agency that's a trained uh, drug recognition expert ask them all the time for different questions about oh and and I'm working in a dope unit totally different realm sort of but I'm like hey does it look like this person's on meth or heroin or whatever and she'll come by and be like oh yeah no the way the eyes are working whatever again like don't am i gonna talk down to this person just because she has a training that i don't no come on that's that's totally asinine why would you turn away a free resource exactly knowledge yeah and that's that's basically what it comes down to like like what you said blue like it, it was pretty much just something on the street cop page and they're like oh which course have you taken which ones are you signed up for next this and that blah 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 I was just like, oh, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. Like, I'm not looking to be like, oh, hey, look at me. I have all this training. I just look at it like, hey, if you ever have a question or anything, come to me. Or, hey, you want to know this and that? Like, by all means, like, I'll help. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm better than you with this training. No. You you got to remember to stay humble. Like, Exactly. You're not – but, you know, it's hard because the internet, you know, especially Instagram is you know showing this artificial life you know people flexing Mm -hmm. you know on your personal page you might see like girls on boats and dudes and fancy cars and big mansions and all this crap and the thing is it's not even theirs it's a rental or they just stop by a house for a photo shoot like you know it gives off this false impression of you know this is my life this is flexing and you know people will look at what you did frank and by posting that as like you know this guy's money is training blah 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 what an idiot rather than do that think of it on the positive side like i was saying before don't take everything so negatively for somebody that's trying to learn and progress themselves why do you have to knock somebody else down because you you know maybe you don't have the funds for it and i get that you know 
maybe you just have zero interest in the career. Maybe you stop looking at other people and just think of yourself, you know, put yourself first, like, you know, work towards, you know, save some extra money to go on a course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and- learn something you've wanted to learn. Talk to the people that have the training. Like you said, 10, you're not a DRE, which is a drug recognition expert. You know, you're not a DRE man. So why, why are you going to try and sit and look through YouTube videos and try and figure out and guess the wrong drug when you have somebody that's there that took three minutes to look at and be like, yo, it's meth. Mm-hmm. And now you learn something. And right. not, not also for that too. Like I always think of stuff when it came to arrests or report writing, you know, you put it in, how's this going to read in court? And uh-huh. yeah, like, yeah. like 10, you know, you ask an expert. Because if you, you know, like what Blue said, if you're going to do something on, you know, YouTube for research or something else, and you're not certified in that, and then now this goes to court, oh, congrats. Whatever the, whatever evidence you found is not going to be suppressed in your fight. And you're going to look like an idiot. Exactly. So yeah. that's, that's my mentality. Whenever I'm doing something, it's like, how's this going to read in court? How's this going to be perceived by the jury? That type of shit. Right. And then you're going to have the salty guy, though, and to circle back uh to your original (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have the salty guy that is gonna go man why are you putting this much effort dropping shit uh why are you putting this much effort into this the the department's just gonna fuck you like they fucked me for years like that's such a shitty attitude and i if you're if you're that toxic and you just don't like this place that much see yourself out like there are other careers that you can do yeah, the, the benefits may not be as good, like you said earlier, Frank, but stop because you are someone that I don't want to come back me up at all. And like I've I know for a fact that unless I'm like down the road from where your car just happens to be, because that's where the nice shade tree is that day, uh, you're not going to come to back me up. So it's like, why are you here? Oh, well, they're there just for a paycheck or, you know, because, oh, they thought it was a good idea. Right. And now it's. Yeah. And and I I can almost I can understand getting kind of um disenfranchised with work. Right. Um at times like you know we all have bad days, bad months, whatever where things just rub us the wrong way. I get it, but you have to still see the positive in this job because if you don't there's no point in it. You're 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 risking so much more than just, you know, not getting able to read the paper today. Yeah. Yep. Spot on. Yeah. I know, I know that was a lot of rambling and stuff, but like certain, certain topics like that, I can just kind of, I don't know. Cause this is my second career. So, you know, the grass is not greener on the other side outside of policing. Now I'm not saying policing is perfect. You know, yeah, there's great benefits to it. You know, you have the opportunity to help people change lives, do things, you know, get bad people off the street. There's a lot of upside to it. There's a lot of downside to it too. But, you know, if you're this miserable in this job, like imagine sitting in a desk from nine to five for 30, 40 years, you know, it's, it's not much better. You know, that same shitty attitude will probably translate over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, like you're it's, abs- yeah, it's, it's just not always the best thing on the other side. It's, it's not, I mean, but some people, to some people it would be like, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not know, saying everybody, but I'm, right. just in general, you know, if you don't like people getting promoted over you or, you know, advanced training or getting this or that, you know, I mean, that's, that's going to be in any industry you go in. Of course. So if you, if you have that attitude, that's a you problem. That's not everybody else's. Right. I'm not saying drink the Kool-Aid at work. Cause there's things that I'm sure all of our departments were like, why would anyone ever be on board with this or whatever? <laughs> like like I'm not joining saying, internal affairs. 
yeah, like I'm not saying drink the Kool Aid, but you know, try and be more positive. And if if something if you don't like something, you know, don't you don't have to scream about it. You don't have to put other people down that show interest in something. Right. Right. You know, you're diluting the whole department and you know potential careers, or you know, possibly helping somebody later on down the road. You don't know your impact on somebody. Right. And maybe just maybe if the person that is salty and just over the place, they got 10 years on and they're like, you know, who we're talking about, they change their outlook and they're like, but again, this is a personality thing, but let's just say they change their outlook and they're like, you know what? I'm going to use Frank in his example, just cause he has so much training. I see all this training. Fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to take one of these classes. Well, you know, proactive patrol, that's not really for me, but I'm going to try something else. Just whatever, something they take this class. Well, first off, your supervisor is going to look at you and go, you're putting in for this class? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying something new. All right, cool. So instantly your supervisor's like, all right, this guy's making a change. I like that. You yeah. go see the class. What if you like the class? What if you're like, oh, like I'll be, uh, okay, so I just took a crime prevention class in Orlando uh, two weeks ago. Not, it is not goon shit. It is not running and gunning. It is very laid back and uh, like office life stuff. But I'll be honest, I thought it was pretty interesting. It was a different take on law enforcement that I hadn't thought about before. And it's so let's say you take that class and then you have like a reignited love for the job that you're like, I want to do this. Well, now you're motivated to do that. But before you weren't, you were just a naysayer and just negative and all that stuff. But now you've got this new thing and now your boss is looking at you like, oh, like let's let's get him in a position where we can use that skill that he actually enjoys. And it, it just blossoms and turns into all this amazingness that it could be. Whereas if you're just sitting there negative and, and MF and everybody that walks up to you about the department, well, maybe it's, maybe it's you just like, just like blue was saying, but just kind of, I, I had, I caught the blue line uh, ramble bug just then. Sorry. No, nah, it's all good, man. But like just last little tidbit, um, it might not only just be you and I'm not calling people out that are salty. Like, that are just miserable or whatever, you know, it is hard, especially right now in the dynamic of our career or, or career field, excuse me, with how much negativity we're just getting thrown at us all right. the time. Right. Cause 99.999 infinity nine percent of us do the right thing. You know, that mm-hmm. small percent that does do wrong or whatever now has thrown a blanket over the rest of us. So it's hard to get yourself out of it. You know, that is true. Social media yeah. or just like constantly like, Hey, you know, our um, requirements and job specs, like our um, operating procedures and stuff. Hey, it changed now because of this, this, and this. And you're like, oh my God, you can't, like you can't do your job. You're nervous about doing things. It's mm-hmm. just, it becomes a nuisance to the point for some people where it's just like, what am, what am I even doing? Right. And you're right. Um, but I think that's like a, a different side of the coin. Like I think if, if one person is just negative about over the department or whatever, that's, that's one thing. But like you said, Blue, in this current realm where people are nervous about doing their job, that I, 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 I get what you're saying. I just think that's like a different side of the conversation. Yeah, probably. So, I don't know. I'm out of it right now. <laughs> no, I feel you. Frank, what uh, what other complaints and grievances do you have? Let's see. What do we do? We, we covered uh, Blue Falcons. Uh, let's see. People that become bosses. Letting title change them. Pretty much wrapped? I think so. I mean, trying to look over the list. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think we covered so many things at once because it all kind of goes hand in hand. If you're miserable at the job, 
or miserable in the job, then you're going to make the people around you miserable and you're going to start buddy fucking and, and all these things. And then, you know, it's going to lead to other, other issues. You know, it's all kind of layers of the same onion, so to speak. And I think that's where all of our complaints come at the end of the day. We want to go to work, enjoy our time there, get home safe. And that's it. Yeah. That's really, really what it all comes down to. When you said onions, I thought of Shrek. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Ogres, <laughs> I like onions. Donkey! Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know. And that's going back to the food conversation, Blue. Uh, <laughs> no, That'll be a but... fun episode. I feel like this one was a little more serious. It was a little more serious. Um, but it's okay. I think um, I think we need a serious one every once in a while. So let's... Uh, we're we're pretty much done on time, but do you? We'll we'll go around and see if anyone has anything else they want to add. We'll start with Frank. Oh, it was a good good show today. Nice to get all the uh, boys back minus Red right now. Can't wait to have him back. Hope he's enjoying his vacation at least. Yeah, I was gonna say right. I was gonna I was gonna have some sangria, you know, in, <laughs> in, in memory of him. But then I was like, oh shit, I've got a uh, jujitsu tonight, and I think uh, drunken rolling would not go well. Yeah, that <laughs> you, that sounds roll- horrible. Yeah, you'd be rolling and then puking on the mats. Yeah, call that brujitsu, but no. Brujitsu? Uh, <laughs> oh my god, imagine that business. Hey, get oh fucked my... up and uh, learn how to break people. Yeah, Mur- <laughs> murder murder, yoga with alcohol. <laughs> murder <laughs> yoga? Oh my god. Yeah. But no, this, this was good. I mean, it's all stuff that we're passionate about and you know feel strongly about and everything. And it, it seems like all of our uh, gripes, it's pretty much like goes across the board with everyone in this profession you know don't be butthurt if people are uh advancing or you know seeking out additional training on their own time and money you know just trying to be better with uh the guys they work with you know like Mm -hmm. we all we all go home that's it you know don't look at that training as something that's detrimental or you know right don't you feel so insecure about yourself that yeah you're letting it get to you it's like bro you know, if you want to learn this or if you want to know how to do this or look for this instead of, you know, oh, this is the way we've always done it. I hate that saying. Yeah, just step up and, you know, step up to the challenge then. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're jealous or pissed off that somebody else is doing that training, just do your best to try and emulate it then. You know, do right. one thing better. Put up, um, put up or shut up. That's, yeah. yeah, that's the phrase. I couldn't think of it. I don't even know what I did. Did I just say nut up and shut up? That's all right. Yeah, that works. Does it? Yeah. No. Oh, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure we have, and if we ask people, you know, what their gripes are, you know, grievances at work, one of you could probably put it on your story. We'll probably have very similar things where it's just like it's across the board kind of thing, what generally makes us all angry or annoyed or inconvenienced at work. Um, but no, this was, this was a good show. I, it's a little less um, messing around than normal. I uh, hope Red's in enjoying his vacation as well um you know next time i'll probably be a little less serious but yeah oh yeah absolutely once we start talking about more food pasta pizza ham pork roll oh taylor ham sounds so good everyone so i was in tennessee and i i was at a a supermarket there and they had taylor ham it was in the uh it was in the refrigerated section yeah it was yeah i took a picture and i was like i was i thought of you guys you bought it I didn't buy it. Nope. Ah. Ew. What's wrong with you? I know. I know. It was, it was a, uh, well, I was only there for a few days, so I didn't. So that's like one box is like a meal. 
It is. You're absolutely right. I should <laughs> And got to break the internet, you know, talking about a college life with Red Gun Squad. Yeah, oh, by God. the way, I didn't I didn't put that in our group chat, but I have a I have a plan with that with uh you and Red. I I have a plan. Um, <laughs> that sounds horrible. No, it's 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 pretty good. I, it was another idea I got from Hey My Man, so it's it's good. Um so I do want to say if anyone wants to talk about their gripes or complaints or complaints and grievances with their agency or the job or whatever, call in and I'll play it next time. The number is 352-610-1692. And uh, we will play Please it. also send dick pics. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I will forward them straight to Blue Line Grit. He likes that. It's a um, grower, not a shower. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we will listen to them as a group, and then we will make fun of you and then talk about it. <laughs> no, but, but for real, we'll do that. Um, Grit, you got anything else to add? No, I mean, this is a good time. Always like catching up with you guys, you know. It's there's a lot going on always in the world, um, even in our own personal lives. Like I know we were kind of juggling trying to get this going, um, mm-hmm. but life kind of happened. So it's always nice to kind of decompress and bullshit with you guys. Uh, apologize for the rambling, but uh, certain things I can kind of just talk about to explain um, at least my understanding or my perspective on it because everybody's different, you know. Um, but I do think you know everybody is not a winner. You know, um, you gotta you gotta work hard. You got to work harder than the next person. You know, you got, you got to work to get ahead. Um, you know, if you have any questions, gripes, anything like that, you can always DM me or send me things. I know, um, pretty, pretty easy to get to, but, um, yeah, it's been fun being on here again. I think you were actually pretty relaxed today. I I don't don't think, and you know what? I was, I was downing monsters. I was ready to, I was ready to go. I I think, I think red triggers you to be honest. That's what I'm thinking. He just knows what to say to get under your skin. And then Frank comes in with another haymaker from the top. Um, just like that awkward kid in the back that like kicks you when you're down. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, no one made a make a wish foundation joke today. So that was, that, that was, was still good. the funniest thing. Oh my God. That was priceless. <laughs> Listening to that fucking nearly almost ran off the road the one day. <laughs> Which is really crazy. Cause you were here when he said it the first time. I know. And it was just like, eh, whatever. And then, you know, you hear it again. You're like, Oh fuck. You were like, wait, he actually put that in? <laughs> That's what she said. Ah, uh, ding. <laughs> All right, then we are going to wrap Jersey Boys podcast number two, Complaints and Grievances. We're going to be back. I really – I hope Red comes back before the end of the month. I'd like to do the, the food episode sooner than later because I had a lot of freaking things planned for that. But we'll uh, we'll talk about it soon. All right, I will catch you guys later. All right, see you guys. Later. Peace. I met some people who don't know it. Some of them spit, some of them stay. Some of them want some more goodbye. Gotta be friends, I love till I die. From all these people that chat too long. Some of them shine, some of them burn. Some of them rise, some of them fall. For good or bad.